well, this is quite exciting. Um, it is a very genuine honour and a privilege to welcome you to the first episode of what I'm sure will grow to become a globally renowned and loved podcast. Um, this is the Pub Rants on the Record podcast. My name is James Winston. I'm joined, as I always will be, I'm sure, by Tom Gibbs. Um, we're really glad you're listening. Um, and, and really what this show is all about is is putting on the record those sacred, special and, and often brutally honest and funny conversations that we always seem to have down in the pub. Um, doesn't get much better than that. We wanted to put it on a little tape for you. And uh, I suppose the first the first order of business is to, to introduce my man with me. Tom Gibbs, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, mate. Um, excited to get going. Um, I know we've spoken about uh, doing this for quite a while. Um, and I think it's going to um, grow into something quite big. But it's going to be fun doing it. And uh, just glad we get it started yes. and get the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I said, like, the best part of this from our side of view is, is it's really just us sitting here talking shit, which we, which we do anyway, to be fair. Um, but you yeah. know, we, we thought that I mean, there might just be a few out there who who get a little entertainment from it. So um, that's why we're doing this. Um, we do hope you enjoy. Um, and I mean, I think me being a West Ham fan, you being a Newcastle fan, it'd be inappropriate if we didn't start by talking about the result from the weekend, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll give that. Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let you go first. Well, I mean, I'm, West I'm, Ham fan. I'd say it's a better result for us than it is for you. That's that's for certain. Yeah. Um. You know, I think I don't, I don't think many people was really giving us a chance. I think a lot of people were saying it might be the one that gets Moyes sacked. But um, no, I thought the boys actually played quite well. I, I didn't think, um, I don't mean this as a disrespect thing. I think it's a credit to West Ham. I don't think Newcastle looked particularly special on the day, um, which they have been in recent weeks. Do you know what I mean? Like, like recently, yeah. teams have been making them look special and they've been playing really well. So I think it's a big credit to us and to our boys, the way they acquitted themselves, that... Actually, you know, we made them look quite ordinary, I thought, on a day, really. I didn't think there were a lot of chances, for example. Yeah. It wasn't like a goalkeeper out of line or nothing like that, you know. Um, so, as yeah. I said, um, you, good result. Yeah, I mean, I can't... I'm not going to sit here and shout about it because it wasn't... Like you said, it wasn't a game where we covered ourselves in glory, um, especially after the last few months of how we have been playing. Um, I mean, it's our fourth draw in five games. So, we've lost one all season and you're kind of looking at it going, we've lost one all season, one ten, drawn ten. Yeah. So, you're kind of looking at it going, it's fantastic, it's great, but what kind of, where's our goals going to be coming from? And yeah, we're scoring. I'm not saying that, but it's, there was a, like the last 15, 20 minutes of the of the game. And credit to you boys for doing it. You sat back and you just, you, you didn't really get out of your half. No. It was just continued wave after wave. But we there was never like that final third touch there that could really see you off. And like I said, credit to West Ham because you withstood that and walked away with a point. Which yeah, well, I mean, the funny thing is, well, every point matters in the league. I'm a, I'm a naturally pessimistic football fan, um, given that the teams I've followed my entire life are West Ham and England, um, who've who've quite regularly let me down and disappointed me, and and uh, you know, so when when it comes to it, and it's like oh, 20 minutes to go, what's going to happen? 
Um, of course, I'm expecting to lose a game. Of course, you know, it's like, well, we're away from home. We're not really pushing on. We're not really threatening. So we're going to drop deep and Newcastle will scramble some shitty goal over the line, right? Um, I said, I think I think that's where I'd, I'd give the boys a bit of credit is they didn't let that happen. You know what I mean? I, I, I was worried about that. Yeah. I was expecting it and, it and it didn't happen. They kept them out. So um, I, I think there's there's some credit due there. Um, but I said, I, I think from Newcastle's point of view, I, it was it was kind of funny because you started the game so electrically. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the Willett goal was... Well, we did that against seconds. Saints as well. Well, but it's just funny because the, the Willett goal was, was 45 seconds in. Now, OK, it was out of play, but it was out of play by, what, two inches? Do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like you didn't carve yeah. us open. Um, so you've got that. And then what was it? Thirty. I mean, I don't know what your stream was like. My stream, they were still fucking showing the replay of the, the, the disallowed goal when he goes, "Oh, Callum Wilson's through," and he's just and it was like two seconds later, the ball's in the back of net again. So, um, yeah. I mean, the start of the game, I'm, I'm sat there thinking, "Fuck me, what is going on? Like, what are we doing, boys? What's going on here?" You know, and, and immediately Twitter yeah. bobbing off, Moyes out, sack him, doesn't know what he's doing. You know, because I was disappointed the way we started, but the way you started, I'm going, oh, we could be in for a bit of an hiding year. And then after that, once we got a foothold in the game, I, I actually didn't think there was much in it at all. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't remember the stats on the top of my head, but I don't think there were more than two or three shots on target from your lads in the game. And and maybe that sort of is just the, the one thing that might hold you back looking at top four. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, yeah, it's, it's our strikers. Are there is there enough and, goals in the team? And look, it's, it's great to see that, yes, when Callum Wilson and Isaac aren't scoring, coming from elsewhere, Jolington, Almiron, um, Anthony Gordon, I'm, he, I was really impressed. I know he only played maybe, I think, yeah, in the last good. 20 minutes. But no, he looked good. He, he brought something different in. He was just, he looked like a dog that had just been set free, yeah. type thing. Like he was just, he was, he looked energetic. Yeah, no, he looked good. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you there, mate. Positive manner he brought. Um, maximum. I love the guy. I think he's a fantastic player, but very hot or cold, isn't he? Yeah, and he's he's going through a cold patch. But when he's not, he's scoring. He's so you're yeah. looking at it, going, it's great to see goals are coming from everywhere. But they're not. Yeah, and I know that's like it's a strange one. Itself, it is it's, a strange one. It's we're um, not scoring heaps of goals because like the possession was some. I think we had something like 70, 78 percent percent possession no. against you for the no. game. No, you didn't. Or no, no, sorry, second half. Second half, it was that might be accurate. I was going to say but it was first half. It was quite. Even I think it was second that. half. Let's have a look. Yeah, I think yeah, it, I think it, I think it was second half. It was around that. Yeah, it must have been about because you you had sixty three percent for the game. Um, but as I just as I was saying earlier, just to just to make sure people know I'm not just talking shit. Six three percent possession. Um, you made around two hundred and fifty passes we did, but you had eight shots, two on target. We had ten shots, one on target. So yeah, and those two two shots on target we had, one we scored both and one was ruled out. Yeah. So, so you're looking at it going like I don't, I don't I don't know. It's we need I think we need another striker personally. It's interesting though, because I, the thing I'd say, uh, mate, though, is that 
and, and it's where people will come come to an interesting debate when you come and look at like a guy like Haaland, right? Is uh, yeah. at what point is the shots a metric you judge a striker by, and at what point is it a, a metric you judge the creative players by? Because I, I think what yeah. I said for me is I just didn't think there was a spark out there on the pitch, something where like no shit that's I, I where the goal comes from. I expected you to score, but I honestly expected it to be like a corner or or a free kick that gets bundled over the line or something scrappy. I, I wasn't. I don't think I was desperately concerned of you carving us open outside the first ninety seconds of the game when you've done it twice. Yeah. So uh, the thing I, and I said you probably got more perspective on it than me, but I look at it and I go, well, I think Callum Wilson's a pretty decent striker, right? And part of that is influenced by the fact that he always, always fucking scores against West Ham. It's absolutely ridiculous. He does. He does. Yeah. Absolutely, and he's always a complete cunt about it as well, right? So not particularly popular. Um, with myself and the rest of the fan base, I'll be honest with you. Um, but I think he's a decent striker. You've you spent fifty million on Isaac this summer, right? I don't think we've really had a chance to see what he can contribute, to be honest, over a sustained period. Marvellous. Well, yes, and look, he's he's just coming back from an injury, and he's he's still finding his feet in the Premier League. So you, you've got to give him a little bit of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking him for it. I'm just saying I don't think we've really seen it, right? No, no, and I know I know you're not, but it's. You do have to kind of look at it and go, we need, it's almost like we we start the game really well and then it's like we take our foot off the gas. Like, yeah, and, and obviously like, there might have been a bit of a hangover from goal Wednesday had stood, as well. Yes, there, there is that as well. But it's you look at it, if Willock's goal stood and then Callum Wilson also scored, we're 2-0 up inside five minutes and you're looking at it going, like you said, we're going to give you a bit of hiding. We then seem to just take our foot off your throat and let you back up into the fight. Yeah, and and, and that's yeah. what happened because that's where your goal came from. You guys, you started really poorly, which I think you would agree with. But started, you grew into started, it yeah, as yeah, soon as you got into yeah, it. Awful, yeah, yeah. It was like you, you. All right, your goal wasn't anything special. If anything, it could have been prevented had Jolington, of course, been in the correct position. Let's but it face was, it. it was, but, it was a goal that came from... It, it was kind of deserved. Yeah, it was that, that sort in of a weird accumulation way. of pressure. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I always think with corners, it's so funny how I feel like not many teams score from a corner against a run of play. It seems like a classic, like, it's when you've got that accumulation of pressure and so the defenders lose a little bit of concentration, they slip for a second, and then you get a goal from that. And, and I think that was really the case there, it was... It was like, well, we were getting into, yeah. getting into the game, getting going. The fans, the away fans start going like a little bit, making a bit of noise. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, chance, goal. Did we create enough outside of that? Not not really. A couple of headed chances that went to our gear. Um, But, you know, true is we didn't create enough. But I think that goal did come from the fact that we grew into the game. And you're right, I think. You did let us a little bit because there were probably opportunities after you went 1-0 up. The interesting thing I'd raise, mate, is, you know, if Willock is the goal that counts, do they sit back after that? Do they do they reserve after that? Do you know what I mean? Um, and and it's interesting thing well, with Newcastle. We eight, did eight the same against goal. Southampton. They conceded a goal in four games before that. Was it? Is it four or five? I can't remember. And it's one of those funny things where I think sometimes you do something like that and you almost forget what conceding a goal feels like. So 1-0 oh, will win this game, 1-0. No problem. You know, um, so it, yeah. it's an interesting one. Well, it, was, it was about nine and a half hours in the Premier League 
which is fucking incredible, right? I mean, that nine is, and a half hours. That's absurd. Yeah. Um, I was it without without conceding an open play goal or something yeah. like that? Ridiculous, wasn't it? Um, so it's it's just one of those interesting yeah. things, you know, as a psyche, as a player, when you're going through that and you've got that situation of, or one nil up and we don't concede goals, you know, do you sort of just naturally, does that intensity just fade a little bit? Do you know what I mean? And then I think one of the things I've yeah. always felt true it's with almost... is it's so hard to refind it in the game. I think I think if you start poorly, you can like bring yourselves up. Do you know what I mean? I think that's doable. I think, and you watch West Ham yeah. do it. We well, because it's, it's the only way you can go. Well, it's you, like, like a pump team looking like we're about to get skinned alive. But there was like a okay, right? Figure this out. Come on, we've got good players on the pitch. Let's get this. Let's get this worked out. I, I think that's doable. I think it's quite hard to start at ten out of ten. Drop to a sort of six and then go. Shit, we're not going to win this game. We got we got to ramp it up again. We got to start going again. And I think changes sometimes help with that. And they did a little bit. Gordon had a bit of a spark, but I, I didn't feel like the players on the pitch had that edit like added threat to them as the day went on, as the game went on type deal. Um, you know, obviously there was that one Wilson chance where where Nayef Agüero made one of the better tackles I've ever seen. Really. Um, yeah, but it wasn't that continuous. But he, he also had a, he also had another one from a free kick, didn't he? Which anywhere else is probably a goal, but yeah. he hit it. He headed it straight at Fabianski, who's just kind of yeah. Like credit to him, he stayed big. Your keeper, credit to him, he stayed big. He didn't react stupidly to it because it, it would have come at him quick. But yeah, there's, there's straight out for them in there, yeah. Yeah, no, so I, I think, I think it's, to be fair, mate, it, it just wasn't quite there, was it? Do you know what I mean? No, and I think part of that is, um, like you said, the hangover from getting into the final, which we'll get onto in a minute. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think another one of it is, um, it was a massive loss to not have Bruno. Yeah, of course, and and for that red card that because extent. and the it was the it's the transition play. Yeah, I was going to say. Really I noticed it. You've got to give Rice some real. There, there was no. Game. He was. Yeah. Well, I, I even turned around to my dad in that game and was just like, "I would happily have Rice at Newcastle." Yeah, I think I, that's 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 a player that I. You look at our team and you think, "Well, we've just got rid of Shelby. Not that he was anything special, but he could do a job if really yeah. required, and you had nothing else, but." A player like Declan Rice at Newcastle would do so much because it would also allow Bruno to push on a bit more. Yeah. it's it's. I'm at the point, and obviously this is where my West Ham bias may come out just a touch, but I'm, I'm getting to the point with Rice where I really don't see what team he doesn't get in right now. And that's why I think you hear rumours about Real Madrid having a look and Chelsea having a look and United and Arsenal having a look. The way he's grown as a player and the variety of roles that he can play, I I really, I, I don't see which team he doesn't get in. And I think you saw it on yeah, Saturday. but I think he'd be where... stupid to leave England. But potentially, potentially, because I think players I think, I, I just think lose the would. attention, right? Especially as a holding midfield player where you're not getting the goals and assists aren't popping up on everyone's feeds. But I just thought the way he played yesterday, and, and maybe you're right, maybe it was in absence of, a top-class midfielder on the other team. But I thought, when we needed a foothold in the game, that's where it came from. And it was just 
that kind of distributing yeah. running of the game, everything was going through him. I just it was so impressive to me. I said I I, I don't honestly believe we're going to have him at the club beyond this summer. I think he will be out the door. Where to is is such a fascinating. Uh, fascinating question that, that we'll, we'll have to wait and see, unfortunately. Um, but I do genuinely believe that that he, he wherever he goes, will be top class because it's what I've watched week in, week out for, for years now. Um, so you're right. I think Bruno yeah, he was does a loss. the same for England. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Bruno was a loss just because you, you didn't have someone to kind of counteract and go toe to toe with him. Longstaff is a role player, he does a job, but he's never going to be someone who can go toe-to-toe with Declan Rice in midfield. I, I just, it's just not, you know. I, I will say he, Longstaff has definitely stepped up his game since Eddie Howe arrived. I think as well, to be fair. That, yeah. that ball he played, that ball he played through to Callum Wilson, Yeah, he would Lovely. never have attempted to play that ball. Yeah. Before yeah. Eddie Howe. And I think that's great However, when you put them next to each other, Rice and Longstaff, you are picking Rice every day. As much as it pains me yeah, to yeah. say it, because he's all he's a local lad as well, Longstaff, and you can you can see how like again, Southampton, you could see what it meant to him. Yeah, I think those two it's always good to have one of those in the team as well. But it's you and you do, but it's he's not. This isn't me saying he won't ever get there, but he's not at the standard of Rice yet. Yeah, I think that's fair. No, we'll, so, we'll see. We'll you, see I happens. agree with yeah. you. Rice, with Bruno not there, Rice kind of just, it was his midfield. It was, yeah. But, but all of this said, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything because we're sitting fourth in the Premier League. Of course. And in yeah. the Cup Final. Yeah, yeah. No, and I three, will... three years ago, we were constantly scrapping oh, relegation. I mean, you, you were bottom of the table last so year. So I'm, I'm not going to... Yeah. We were as well, yeah. So yeah. I'm not going to sit here and slate us because actually we're, t- we're 10 points behind the league leaders. So yeah. you look at it yeah. and think, actually, in the grand scheme of it, we are doing fucking insane. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, mate. And, and, and whether you come fourth... Fifth, sixth, seventh—it's still a very successful season, I think. Um, get a club in Europe, which is the next step. That's that's got to be the goal for the season. Obviously, Champions League would be a great, great thing to be able to go and do. And I think there's an argument with the form that that Liverpool and Chelsea are in that it it might be something attainable this year. You know, um, yeah. it might just be possible. Um, but I think I think in just in general, mate, like you know, that's the next step for the club: getting to Europe, competing in the cup. You know. It's 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 a great place to be, and and especially as I said where you were last year to where you are now, it's it's, it's phenomenal. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that develops. Um, and it's going to be a you know I should imagine I, I can tell you from my experience I should imagine it's going to be a, a slightly nervy but exciting few months now. Um, you know for the run of the season, I'll um I'll make one more point about the game, and then I'll give you a couple minutes to gloat about the cup final. Um, which is to say that. That centre-half we've got, Nayef Agued, he is fucking quality. Quality. And if people didn't know it before this weekend, yeah. they should start figuring it out. Because seriously, mate, I I, I thought that the, one of the better centre-half performances I've seen in a long time. Not just for the couple of tackles he made in absolute crunch time situations, 
But that one on Wilson was probably one of the best tackles I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, I didn't think there was any chance. All I was hoping for was Fabianski was going to make the save. He somehow gets the speed, gets back up with him and times it to absolute... Unreal. Unfucking real. Really was. But just his general... What do you mean? He missed times that in this red card. Oh, mate. Just the general play. The general play as well, though. The passing in the ball, the distribution. Just just fantastic to watch. Really fantastic to watch. That proper Rolls-Royce of the centre-half. Um, we'll see. We'll see how he does the rest of the year. But I, I've got a feeling he's one of those guys who people who know him and know his game know that he is a fucking quality player. And, and it's just like people aren't picking up on it. He was unreal. Yeah, absolutely well, unreal. He's, I think he he's a great player and he's only going to get better. The more I agree. Mate, I, say, I, agree. I don't, don't need to dwell on that for long because I do want to save a little bit of time to give you a fan of Newcastle United who's weathered some fairly tough times in recent recent years. I would like to give you the opportunity to just gloat a little bit about the Carabao Cup final you just qualified to. Um, what it meant, what it mean to you? Wednesday night, you get the win, you get through. What's the move? Honestly, it was... So I, I was at the uh, first leg at St Mary's. Yeah, nice. And I've never been to a Newcastle game and had that feeling of like actually we're going to win this and we're going to the final and it was just you almost honestly the the, I can't even put it into words the energy between all the fans there was I can't honestly can't find the words to describe it because it was I think it was half an hour after the game we were all still stood there chanting to awesome to the players who stood there for a long time just watching it and then I saw I can only imagine what it was like doing it actually booking your place in the final at St James's Park of let's face it of all grounds in the in the Premier League is known for having a real atmosphere there of course of course it's it's I hope that it's not a one-off and I'm sure it's not going to be. And it's a fantastic stepping stone to, to the future. And I think it shows that the club is really moving in the right way. And I honestly can't wait. I'm actually saying it for once in my life. I can't wait for the seasons to come because what Eddie Howe has done there to that team, to the club, to the city... Yeah, you have to just as any football as just a football fan, you have to stand there and go, "Fucking fair play!" Like you, you've taken that role in a very hostile place, especially when results aren't going your way. Absolutely, and he's turned it right over on its head. The yeah. only criticism I would like to say is, "What the fuck are the FA doing?" Wembley holds what ninety thousand. Yeah. Newcastle Man U fans between us have seventy thousand tickets, thirty five thousand each. Yeah, the rest of it no, is for I, sponsors I and hospitality. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm mate, not being I, funny. I think that's a joke. They do it I, at the World Cup. They do it at the Champions League. They do it at all of these places. I think it is an absolute piss take. Fuck them off. They because they really couldn't give a flying shit on who wins. They're just there 
So I do sympathise with you. I do sympathise with you there. Yeah, because I think as well. Like, let's face it. One of the reasons that I'm I'm sort of maybe not glad, but um, I'm not. I'm, I look at Newcastle doing well, and I'm not necessarily appalled and upset by it because it's a proper club. It's got good fans, good tradition. Um, you know, and I, I think that's something that is pretty plain to see, right? So. I am so I do watch it. I did watch the scenes on Wednesday night, and I said I, I, again, I wasn't necessarily like beaming with joy, but I looked at it and I was like, yeah, you know what? That's that's proper. That's that's good stuff. That's what football's all about, right? And then you're right. It's just a little disappointing to know that some of those fans aren't going to be able to go to that to that final because of the way them tickets have been distributed. Um, you know, twenty thousand is a lot of corporate hospitality. It's a lot, um, and I know Wembley. The way they've set the stadium up has has to have a lot of that that stuff going on, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's like I get it. Not every single Newcastle fan in the world will be able to go. That that's impossible. But it's St James's Park holds about fifty seven thousand. Yeah. What does Old Trafford hold? Sixty something. Well, I think it's. I think it might be seventy eight. Is it? Yeah, it's quite big actually. But it's like between that, that's what a like a roughly one hundred and twenty thousand there, just seats in the stadiums between them, give or take. Yeah, no, it's like different. it's different. How, I mean, I remember going. Can you how how to that conclusion go? Yeah, let's give you thirty five thousand tickets each. Yeah, I mean, like I said it, it's it, it's not even. It's one of those funny things where it's not it's not even that they're not even making a decision to do that. It's just that every event at Wembley has twenty thousand of corporate hospitality, which is ridiculous. But it's just the way it is, you know. Yeah, I know. But it's that's the only downside to it all because I look I looked at trying to get tickets and there was there was no hope in hell. No hope in hell. Because because I'm not a season ticket holder, obviously living down south, it's never gonna stand yeah. a chance. No, no, it's a bit. And of it's it. It was a real shame. However, I look at it and go, "That's not. This isn't going to be our only cup final potentially in the near future." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I honestly can't see it being the only one. So it's disappointing, but exciting for the future. And I could sit here and go for hours about it and how excited I am. I might not sound it, but I'm recovering from a fucking cold again so my voice is a bit fucked but I am yeah. really excited just about the cup final about the club about how we're playing the league and I just it honestly just all it reminds me right now of is why I love football yeah you get through them bad times and you have to agree with that. Bit, you get through the yeah but it's and as a West Ham fan, over the last few couple of years in and around Europe, winning big games like that, it is you watch your team doing well, and you see like the fans just around you, and the you feel the energy in the stadium, and you just go, "This is why I love this club. This is why yeah, I love football." Them good moments, mate. I, I do think, and you get to share them with people that you know feel the same way, and um. You know, I said it, you're right, going for around Europe last year. You there was a couple of nights where we won those big, big games. The feeling then is just it's just elation in it. So no, I do I do know exactly where you're coming from, exactly what you mean. Um 
and as I said, mate, it's just it's just one of those things. I, you know, going into that final and you look at oh, Newcastle, Man United, it's, it's hard to, it's hard not to to support the boys and um, wish them well, um, especially knowing you as as well as I do. You know, it's it's one of them things. You know, you look at all those fans. You know, it's a proper club. You know what it will mean to them and how long it's been since they've had that same feeling. So. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. As soon as you gave us a point on the weekend as well, I might have to might have to support you a little extra now as well. I mean, no matter what, it's going to... I think it's just going to be a fucking good game. Yeah, well, I think it will be. I think it's going to set up nicely. Both, both teams are playing well. And exactly. at the end of the day, if you're going to lose a game, I want to lose to a team that beat us, not us beating ourselves. Yeah, that's always the way with a cup final, isn't it? You, you all, want to, all, you want to all show yourselves, don't you? You just want to put a proper performance in. Yeah, 100%. But all I ask is our boys go out there and just give it their fucking all. I'm sure they will, mate. I'm sure because they will. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah, no, I mean, 35,000 Newcastle about... fans are going to get tickets. I would I would hazard a bet that a lot of a lot of those corporate hospitality are going to find their way to Newcastle fans just for for how much they've been they've been waiting for a moment like this, how long they've they've been there um, wanting one. So we'll see, but I think I think it's going to be a pro Newcastle atmosphere in the ground. I think you'll I think you'll have a good chance. I think I really do think you'll have a good chance on the day. Um, and that's I hope so. my point of view. I wish you all the very best with it. <laughs> <laughs> Why thank you? Why thank you, my good sir? Oh, yeah. But look, no we're Let's 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 have a little move on from the. Uh, You're right. You're right. Our two clubs. Obviously, it is the case that not everyone that will listen is a Newcastle or West Ham fan. Um, so those who aren't probably getting a little bit bored. But stay with us. Stay with us. We do have other things to talk about. It's just that you've happened to caught us caught us on a day where there are big 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 events in in the in the intertwined tales of our two separate beloved clubs. Um, we will move on now. And talk about something different. And um, uh, mate, I will say I'm just looking at um, got the TV monitor set up over there on the other side of the room, and my main man Justin Rose is looking very tightly in the final round of the uh, the AT and T Prime right now. Free free shot lead, four to play. Oh, I'd love to see him get over the line, mate. I really would. I've been waiting a long time watching him recently. Struggled a lot, hadn't he? So we could get him, get him playing well again, mate. That'd be exciting. So yeah, yeah, it's um, it has been a long time coming. If he sees it out, of course, touch what he does. Oh, but um, think at this point, yeah. it's also just good to see it's an Engl- English player, isn't it? It's... Well, that's the thing. It's well, especially with the way that Pulse no, I, I, I know McElroy, I know McElroy is doing well. Yeah, but but he's way... he's obviously. Holter and Westwood both going to live. But like, it just feels like we ain't got much English out there. It's funny. I, I don't know. I never quite. I don't know if it's because I've identified most of them players that were up there when I started watching and playing, but I've never quite got into onto Matt Fitzpatrick the same way as I, I have. Justin Rose, a player I've always loved watching, and I said yeah. Holt and Westwood have always been big players. Well, they've obviously both fucked off now, so. He's sort of the guy. If we could get him playing well again, that'd be. I think that'd be great to watch. I said it would also be quite good for my bank balance if he could get this job done here, mate. Just saying, just just throwing that one out there. Um, some of us had a lot of faith in him this week, which would be really? 
Clearly. Wonderful if it could be repaid. Yeah. Well, look, um, he's been he's been one of those that he always seems to be there, but then just tails off towards the end of it. Yeah, he's got. That's what. That's that's how I've noticed. Purdy part just... fifteen. I don't think he's hit it though. Oh, he hasn't hit it. Oh, that would have been the closer, I think. Never mind, not tapping. Yeah, okay. Good. Par on the fifteenth. Right, free shot, free to free to play, free shot lead. Oh my boy. Oh, Almost man. feels like I'm out there playing. Yeah, there is a little bit with it. Like that classic. I can't do anything about what I'm watching, but I feel so emotionally invested in it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. How's your game looking at the moment, mate? You been playing much? Uh, it's actually it's looking really good right now. Um, yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, I, I played today. I shot um, shot a personal best of four under. Very tiny. But it's yeah, and look, I'm I'm not gonna take anything away from it. I I played very well. I made one bogey. Um, that mate, look at that. A tough, tough bogey to take. Uh, <laughs> quite a nasty lip out, I must say. Oh, but yeah. um. Splitting hairs a little bit, then. Uh, Fucking hell. Oh, I made one bogey. Yeah. Mm. No, look, but there was... There most was quite people, a few most people would tend to focus on the five birdies in the personal best, mate. But, you know, <laughs> you do you. Look, look, it, was, it, was, it was just a bit of a... It's a bittersweet moment because I had birdie putts. Now the round's over looking back at it where... I definitely could have and should have made birdies from them instead of pars. Like they were, they were almost routine putts that I've let just slip wide of the hole, or it's just kind of run around the edge of the cup or something like that. And it frustrated me a bit, but like like you said, it's a personal best of four under. Mm. I can't really complain with it. With yeah. one bogey, especially. Although, although so, to be fair, you have you have just spent the last three minutes complaining about it, but you know, whatever. Um <laughs> I uh I will say, mate, given that most people that play golf shoot somewhere in the eighties and nineties and will never break par, I don't think you're gonna be getting a lot of sympathy from the general general audience. I'm just gonna be honest about that, you know. No. Um I, I don't know many people going. Oh, what a poor side he shot four under. Oh, I wonder if he's all right. Just, just, just yeah. throwing that out there. You know, I think that might be a yeah a common perspective across across the, the audience. As I said, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't you personally sure you're not trying to say about shooting four under. I don't, I don't think as I said, I don't think they're going to get many people there to give you a pat on the back to to pick you back up again after shooting four. No, under. You know, personal look, best. I'm, I'm I am, I am very happy with it. It just annoyed me a little bit because I've been. I've been doing quite a bit of work on my putting recently. Sure. Um, and it's it's felt in a good place. And it was. I hold some very I did hold some very good putts. But yeah. the almost just the routine ones let me down slightly, which look, nothing I can't handle. It just means I've got to spend a bit more time on the putting route. Just keep keep chipping away at it and it, it will come. It will come where that's more routine. There you go. Look at that. But what about you? You you managing to get out much or? Yeah, I'm obviously, mate. I'm, I'm still, still kind still of football. 
iced and snowed in at the moment. Um, golf courses are shut. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully we'll get some warmer weather coming up soon and we'll be able to get outside on the course. But just in the simulator rooms, mate, just, just grinding away, um, doing what I can. And that's, that's about it right now, isn't it? You know, it's just kind of... Making, not, not messing about. Make, making, yeah. Just making just, do with what you got. Yeah, exactly. There's just not a lot I can do right now in terms of figuring out exactly where the game is. And that won't really be the case until you get out on the course and, and can see the ball fly a little bit. But um, yeah, no, I feel optimistic. Got got a busy season lined up. So, um, you know, obviously we, we'll see what, what happens with that, where, where everything falls and lines up. But, uh, you know, I'm excited and, and hopefully there'll be some, some, some good rounds in there for me. And, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of work over this next month or so to get to get ship shaped. You've got, I think, six weeks until the tournament series starts. So, um, yeah, just just kind of staying stay level, staying in the middle, and, and, and we'll work through it. Um, you know, I think I think there's, there's there's not much more to do right now. It's it's boring to a certain extent. It's frustrating, but it's the way it is. I wish I could be out on the course shooting four under right now, I'll tell you, mate. <laughs> well, it's, I will be honest, it's been... It was actually I was I was playing with my brother and it was we both agreed that actually today was possibly the nicest day we've had in a long long time. Yeah, it was. It wasn't Thank boiling. It, don't get me wrong. It wasn't hot, but it was. There was there was a gentle breeze around and it was quite a cold breeze, but it only every now and then you felt it. Right. Yeah. Well, like, it was I mean, just so calm. To be fair, Southern England, when you get a nice day, is actually quite lovely, isn't it, in winter? Um, yeah. Not by any means to suggest it always is, but you get them odd days where you go, oh, actually, this is quite pleasant, you know. Um, yeah, only if it could be like that every day. But Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it was a little bit icy this morning, but, like, it, that quickly went, and then it was, yeah. it was a really nice day, and obviously made even better by... Some decent golf. Around a golf I shot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we said that is that a bad round of golf is a pretty good day, you know, compared to a a good day of uh, doing just about anything else. So, um, yeah. That means that we've certainly we've certainly found a way to ruin a few gloriously beautiful days with with the standard of golf, um, and ended up more sort of in the pub than um, focused on enjoying the weather. Um, but I mean, I, I said, mate, sitting here. With snow and ice all over the place, I uh, I can't help but feel a little bit jealous of just you having an open golf course. Never mind the fact that it's quite tidy and you you know you're playing some nice stuff. Yeah, and I'll be honest as well. Apart from the group we were stuck behind today, the course was empty. Yeah, and I I genuinely couldn't believe it. it didn't make any sense to me why it was so empty, because it was yeah. lovely day. Yes, I know people are at work and they've got college and school and whatnot, but the golf course I play at is predominantly retired old fuckers that you can't stand and you'd expect to have been hogging all the tea times. It's often the way, unfortunately, mate. <laughs> you but, know. It, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was busy until half ten. And then well, after that, really that there was about... That really is a nice day, isn't it, though, mate? Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, well, it was like I, I, I finished work at 10, went home, had some food, and then was at the course for half 11, bit of practice before, teed off at quarter to one, happy days. 
Not too shabby, yeah. Well, there you yeah, go, mate. Nice, nice Mostly, it's, it's a good job the course was nice and empty, um, just to reduce the risk of injury or or trauma with, with, with obviously just about everyone in England on strike this week and the next week. Um, very true, very true. You know, I was a little bit concerned when I heard you going out to play, just, you know, get, get a ball to the... To the dome, like we've heard from uh, one of one well, like we've seen from one of our mates out there on that very same course from one of those old fuckers you mentioned. Um, yes, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Well, apparently, it's um, from somebody else that we both know quite well. Um, you could just be driving past, that's correct, that is correct, and be in danger. Was uh, yeah was possibly the funniest moment of well, one of the funniest moments of my life. But um, his face, honestly, just... Uh, we both thought um, the manager was joking at first and trying to play like a little prank on us. But then it quickly, it quickly became a moment of realisation where he ain't joking. Yeah, mate, go on and, and expand, expand for the laughing. listeners. Expand on that for the listeners. I think this is quite a good one, isn't so, so during the period of time when it was icy over here and courses were shut, I think it was two weeks ago, I believe, your little brother, I say little, he is in college. I would just like to make this clear. He is. I'm, I'm not just picking up a random random young child and taking them to a driving range. But, um, it was a very strange way of phrasing it. Fucking hell. Oh, I just had to make it clear because, well, yeah. you can talk to someone nowadays and get called something. So. Didn't think, to be honest, um, mate, I don't think you needed to make that clear, but thanks for the <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Cheers. But yeah, so I took your brother to um, the driving range, and our plan was we we're going to do two rounds. Um, first round, I, I beat him on, I think it was like the 12th or 13th. And then he chose the second one and I think I was we had played maybe four holes and I was I think it was 3-0 up in the match play and he hits this drive and my fuck he connected with that drive he hit that so hard I think it was honestly his best strike of the day the only problem with it was it right yeah he, he can hit the ball yeah, I will give him that. He can yeah, he really can. hit a ball. Yes. But this particular one was absolutely nutted. Just it just so happened to rake about a hundred yards to the right and about a hundred foot in the air. And it went straight over the boundary netting, straight onto the A road that runs <laughs> alongside it. Brilliant. And clattered into a car's bonnet which no, I, didn't. I, didn't know didn't, actually, I didn't know he'd actually hit a fucking car he hit a car God, we were we were obviously more. unaware of this but yeah. we, we found it quite funny when on the screen of the simulator you get the um ball hit out of boundary oh, uh, the front desk have been made aware of it <laughs> we, we found that quite funny and then about 15 minutes later, the manager walked down and was just like, um, a ball has been hit from this bay and it's hit a car on the A road. Which one of you was it? <laughs> and obviously, we both just started laughing. But 
we came to the realization that actually he wasn't joking. Yeah. And yeah. hats off to your brother. He owned up to it straight away and was very apologetic to it. We never did, unfortunately, get to see the car, but it made my day. Yes, yeah, see, when I spoke to my brother, I didn't get the full story about that. Didn't get, didn't get the full story. It's funny, that. Also, this is clever. We tried to call you. Did the guy, did the guy come and start speak to the ranger? Or did he just call him up or something? What happened? He phoned, he phoned, he pulled over. He pulled over. I can't remember where it was. Um, but he pulled over just after the range and then phoned up the uh, range and was just like, my ball's just, my car's just been hit with a range ball. Uh, and the manager was, hats off to him, he dealt with it very well and made your little brother aware that he was, wasn't, wasn't in trouble nor going to have to make any type of payment because that's why we get insurance nowadays. Um, yeah. But it, it was funny and obviously it was easier to laugh at knowing everyone involved was safe and okay. No one yeah, that is often the case with those but sorts it, of accidents, isn't it? It could, well, yes, yes, it is. And we, we, he did mention that obviously, had it been a little bit later, or your brother not being able to hit a ball as hard as he does, could have gone through a windshield, which obviously is a completely different matter. It's a, um, it's slightly different matter. I mean, the margins, the margins on bonnet versus windshield are pretty tight, aren't they? <laughs> Blimey. They, they are, and I made the joke of imagine if it was a Lamborghini and your brother's face almost bounced off the floor. It'd be fucking a hundred grand, that wouldn't it? Jesus. Well, he turned around and was like, "I'm not sure what my dad would say if I phoned him to say I've got to pay for a new bonnet." I don't think he'd, he'd be too happy to be honest with you. Something. I don't. I don't no, think I, I couldn't. I couldn't that. see that either. No, I couldn't see that either. No. But, it it did make my day, and we still laugh about it now. Yeah, of course. I played, I played nine nine holes with him. Uh, right. I think it was end of last week. He had an inset day at college. Oh no, it wasn't. It was a strike day. Yeah, no, of course, mate. There'll be a few more of those, don't worry. Of course. Yeah, but we we had a good laugh about it then because when you're walking down the tenth, um, the Royal, it's not like you can really really hit a car if you hook it or slice it. But you can shout four to the woods. Yeah, I can see that one. Another group. I, I would say that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the golf course. Is you know, I mean, obviously we know the place, right? So we know that to the right of the tent there's about, I mean, a pretty a pretty sizable square footage of of forested trees that have zero walking paths or roads or anything going through them. Um, interior. And if you're in there, course. you're obviously doing something dodgy. Well, this lad, this lad steps up on the tee as a visitor and slices the shit out of one, obviously, and just screams for right. And I remember we were on the ninth three at the time. You just they're going, "What? What's he doing? Who's he talking to? That's a forest, mate. Are you fucking trees? Like, oh, what, what are you doing?" But no, mate, I, I, I still remember that. that, that every time, it. I mean, look, like we've all been there. We've all hit that ball to the right off the tent, but like, I don't, I've, I've never seen anyone else shout Too many a bunch of trees before. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell 
I know. I couldn't tell if he was shouting it because he was unaware that there was no path in there or shouting that because he sliced it so far that he would have reached the walking path, the other side of it. Impossible. I couldn't. (laughs) I don't even think. I'm sure I've proven it otherwise. No, mate, that is so far right. That is borderline 200 yards to the right. I'm, I'm pretty confident that with my old, when I first started playing, I would have been no. able to do that. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. fucking not, mate. No, yeah. no, there's not a player on this planet who's got a 220 yard left to right slice in them. Um, and I can tell you that because I've, I've watched, I've watched our mate Charlie play a decent bit of golf and um, he's got a big old left to right on him. And even him, even he couldn't manage that, mate. Trust me, that that is not doable. <laughs> That is that is absolutely not doable. You, nobody is that talented, or lack of talented. I suppose it's real, real. You one. know but, what this all this is doing is making it sound like a challenge, mate. Next time you play, feel free, feel free. I mean, you, you have no nobody's got that in the locker. No one can do that. It's impossible. It's so far right. It is so out of the way. It's insane. Now this lad. Shouts his full right, and I remember sitting there trying about to hit a putt on the night, just going, Who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> it's a forest, mate. <laughs> Blimey, what are you doing? It, honestly, it made that day, and like quite... you said, we've all ruined a, a lovely walk in the sun playing around a golf or whack fuck or, of course, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, indeed, there are, there are moments out there which you you have to just laugh at. And that was one of them. And same at the range, when your brother hit the cart, that was one of them as well. Um, I'm so glad your brother's matured because I couldn't stop fucking laughing. Brilliant. I, I don't know what it was. I just I just could not stop laughing. Um, and I think we laughed for about 20 minutes on the drive home. Well, if I'm ever in a crisis, I'll make sure not to call you, mate. <laughs> well... We we did try and call you to tell you, but um, yeah, I was obviously doing something important. Mate, only, so you know, well, we think that you had only really just gone to sleep. So oh yeah, we thought we'd better not disturb you. It was around, it would have been around ten o'clock your time. So we thought you could have been, could have been still the lights out. Potentially, um, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. January is a pretty we, unproductive month for me, so. Very possible that was the case. Yeah, so we, we only made the one call and then left it there. Yeah. Well, mate, I, I, the way I see it, you know, all you got to do is just hope there'll be another strike and, and you get another little day, day out on the course or in the range or something, you know, see if you can match the feats of, of, of last time. How many cars can you hit today type deal? <laughs> but no, I'm the one. I'm the good saying that, my brother almost hit the head greenkeeper's truck today. Good man. See, must see. It's interesting. Everyone who plays with you seems to have problems, mate. It's funny that. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a coincidence, but then again, maybe it's not. Yeah. You know, interesting. interesting. It probably is. But, yeah. You know, they're just they're just a bit gobsmacked at the the sheer brilliance of my game. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Absolutely. I uh, can't can't think of any other reasons. <laughs> it must be must be that. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Right then, mate. Um, I do believe we are getting to that time 
obviously this is that first episode. wasn't wasn't ever supposed to be anything too serious for you, but we, we wanted to give you a little bit of the lay of the land of what this show is going to be all about. Um, so we do hope you've you've enjoyed some of our our general chatter, um, and um, I hope we uh, we'll get to, to speak to you again soon. I hope we'll tune in again um, next few weeks. We're going to have some good guests on. We're going to get some chat. We'll get some different perspectives. Um, one of the good things about us as an as a pair of individuals is we're you know very intellectually diverse, um, as you can tell by the three things we've spoken about in the last hour. Um, so what we do, what we are able to do is, is get some of our mates on who've maybe got some other interests and, and hobbies and um, get some of their perspectives on things. Um, and that's kind of what this show is going to be all about, is, is we're going to invite people into our pub to to talk to them and, and see what they're saying. And, and we'll put it all on the record for you. Um, and, and I do hope, certainly it will be for us, I do hope that that is something enjoyable for you all and someone you tune into regularly. Um, so I said we, we we do hope to speak to you again soon. Um, Tom, any any closing thoughts from you, mate? Any anything important? Oh, just um, I hope they everyone out there enjoyed it, and it's been yeah, as you said, we spoke about three things in an hour, but um, there's a lot more lined up to come in the future. A lot more Absolutely. guests, and um, as you said, we get their the opinions and takes on think new developments on in the world and also we get some of their funny stories and things which the people listening might be able to just sit back and and have a bit of a chuckle to if they yeah this isn't supposed to be a if they uh, could, or if they can relate serious or if they can show. relate to it yeah that's right i think no. um, i think it was it was our perspective um you know we weren't we weren't ever trying to make it a serious boring uber intellectual deal um we just hope we can give you a little bit of a little bit of chit chat a little bit of that pub stuff that that some of us don't always have the chance to to carve out in our busy schedules so um that will be that will be our show over these these coming weeks and months and and as long as you'll have us really um and we look forward to to, to putting that together for you um and on that note we'll, we'll see you next week we'll have someone else lined up with us on that show and and it, and it should be a good deal hope to see you again then tom my pl uh, absolute pleasure to, to be on this with you as always thanks for joining and um, we'll speak to you again soon mate sounds good take cheers. care cheers